This is a podcast about failure. With me, Lola Berry, author, nutritionist, and yoga teacher. Join me as we get to know these guests and learn about how their failures have ultimately shaped their dreams. Welcome to Fearlessly Failing with Lola Berry. G'day, Lol's here. This next guest is kind of like this ball of energy. Her name is Izzy Cornish. You might know her from, she was in a very successful Australian TV show called Puberty Blues. She kind of half lives in Los Angeles, half lives in a macadamia farm in Byron Bay. She's got this bohemian vibe, but this kind of fierce nature as well. Izzy opens up about being an actress and kind of like the whole process of going for an audition and not knowing if you're going to get the job or not. And she's just super real about it all, which is a breath of fresh air. I really hope you enjoy this app with the awesome Isabel Cornish. I have the incredible Izzy Cornish sitting in front of me and we just had a little brainstorm about this potty and she's like, but are we talking about failure? And I'm like, mate, yes, but we can talk about whatever you want. Welcome, Isabel Cornish. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Mate, I'm so wrapped to have you here. So for people listening at home, oh, you are right. Izzy's like, Apple headphones just don't fit into my ears and one's already fallen out of your ear. (laughs) I know. Isn't it hilarious? (laughs) I'm like the only person in the world that Apple's headphones don't fit. I've never heard of it before. Because <laughs> I'm the only one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, so you are an Australian actress. Yeah. You've done yoga teacher training. You're really passionate about health. You've studied eating psychology. You're also a qualified PT. Uh, I used to watch you on Puberty Blues. Did you? Yeah, you man. You never told me that before. Yeah. Uh, you've been on Home and Away, Inhumans, which was a Marvel series, wasn't it? Yeah, American television series. And you played Crystal, so you had sick kind of almost like black bands in your hair. Is yeah. Is that how I describe it? Yeah, I got my hair dyed with a black band and a donut on the back. It was oh, interesting. Oh, wow. Fun though. And I remember, because I've followed you on Insta for years, you would, so that you kept your American accent, you'd try and stay, keep the accent for the day, like while you were on set? 100%. So when I'm working in America and when I've got auditions and things, I'll, I'll stay American from when I get on set for the whole day. Wow. And then and just because it helps me get in the, in the zone and then I don't need to do my warm-ups again and then I'm just I'm in the headspace ready to, to work. Is, is American accent hard? Once you get it, you've got it. But uh, like you have to bike. learn it. It's actually quite funny because people just think that you change um, the sound that comes out of your mouth, but you actually change the way that you say words. So it's all like once you learn the tongue placement and how to move your mouth, yeah, like the Americans do, it the voice comes out easy. Because to me, you sound very Aussie. You're like full. You sound Aussie. I'm full Aussie. Yeah. 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 In a good. I mean that in such a good way too. <laughs> by the way, it's, I'm obviously extremely Aussie too. Yeah. So I've just started working with a dialect coach, and he's like, uh, you know, you're at the bottom of the mountain, mate. Like, there's a lot to learn before you can feel confident. Because it's like, even though on the Australian 
an American, we're speaking English, it's like the opposite ends of the spectrum. And yep. the Australian accent is quite lazy and there's a lot of tension yep. versus the American accent's kind of silky and they, they've got more colours to play with. Yeah. When I first learnt the American accent and I tried it for a whole day, my jaw would ache for like 24 hours really? after it because my mouth, because you move your mouth in a different way and it's different muscles. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd get a jaw aches, but then you get used to it and, you know, it's like the first time you go to the gym, you're sore as hell for like two weeks. Yeah, man, I love that. I love that. (laughs) I'm so pumped to have you on here because we have like, we've always kind of like fluttered in and out of each other's lives Mm -hmm. when we've like had times where we've both kind of been more SIDS and then Sydney, by the way. I was like, what? What? (laughs) But like I remember seeing you walk for, because you're also a model, walk in an Adidas show. Do you remember that night? We all went to dinner actually downstairs at the Grand Alexandria after. Do you remember that? Yes, I remember that. That'd be what? Six, five or six years ago now? Yeah, six years for sure. And then we did another dinner before that. Yeah. That, just... Like, do you remember in like Darlinghurst or something when I was living in Mulara? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. But I remember the first time I met you, I was like, oh, she's a yogi queen. Like, you were in the yogi bubble. <laughs> yeah, I was. I, I really was. I love it. I, <laughs> I, yeah, I really like, I've always thought, You've marched to the beat of your own drum. Thank you. That's what, um, that's where every, all the work that I do and all my values all come back to just like staying authentic and trying to be myself at all times. Yeah. So that's like, that's my number one, like being authentic. Yeah, man. There's so many things I want to ask you, like, and these are totally not about failure, but like even filming that American TV show, you're based in Hawaii, right? Yeah, I get to live in Hawaii. How good is Hawaii? It's amazing. You'd go on your runs and collect mangoes, wouldn't you? Yeah, it was so good. It was like fruit trees everywhere. It was just like, it was the best. um, I was just so lucky to live in Hawaii for that period of time and get to know get to know the island really because when you go there on holidays you don't get to see much yeah. but when you actually live there you get to experience it you can feel the energy right it's like there's a there's a very spiritual something magic happens in Hawaii yeah and they say I remember I was leaving the first time and they're like don't worry she'll call you back and they say Hawaii will always call you back yeah I believe that <sighs> oh man okay we do need to talk about failure and I see you've got You've bought notes too. You're the first person that's ever bought. I actually know, but you're the first person that's got awesome little handwritten notes, which yeah. same as mine. I'm I'm all about. I got to feel stuff. Like yeah. I've got to write, and you're a bit of a. You've got like you journal and shit. Too, you don't, don't want you? to know how many journals I have. If I bought I've, <laughs> last week. I went to a store to buy a new journal. I bought the journal. <laughs> I walked out of the store and I saw another store, and I went. Well, that store looks good. Went in and was like, oh, my God, but I like that journal more. <laughs> so now I've got three at the moment. Good girl. Oh, yeah, mate. I collect them and I say I um, have them in this part of the house and I'm like, Dad, come in here. And he's like, yep. And I'm like, the house burns down. You just grab my <laughs> journals, my manifesto books and my dream diaries. That's all you need to save. Don't care about anything else. Oh, and he's like, so okay, crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, being a... Being like an actress, model, um, it really into wellness. You're a vegan, is that right? No, I'm not. Are um, you? I you eat mostly plant based. I was vegetarian for 13 years yep. and vegan for about three of those yep. years. 
Um, when I went to Hawaii, actually, I started eating fish again because it was one of the things that was most available on set. And yeah. now I've kind of gone back to the plant-based way of life. Yeah. But I just don't like to label myself. You know, I live on a macadamia farm. We have fresh organic eggs. Oh. The, the chickens, like the other day, I the they lay eggs in the weirdest spots. They come into my room if I let them, like my half of my house is like conjoined to the farm and into like the kitchen room and they'll just lay eggs down there. So, you know, things like that. It's just like so perfect. I just... Um, so I have a very, you know, flexible way of eating and I just try and listen to my body as much as I can and just eat as many plants and it's just quality food Nutrients. as I can. Nutrients. Nutrients. Dense stuff. Yeah. Uh, P.S., was there a python in your kitchen last week yeah. or something? Yeah. Is that just farm life and living in Byron? It's so and- good. I'm, like, obsessed. Like, I just – I didn't – I always liked snakes. Like, I had pet snakes when I was younger, but I didn't fall in love with wild snakes the way I have until I moved to – to Byron Bay yeah so there's this one that just keeps coming into my like kitchen area because it's open at the moment until we do some renos and yeah it's like I walk out it's always when I'm half asleep he always is there when I'm <sighs> half asleep like I've had a nap I walk out into the kitchen I go to like grab a cup or something and the snake's just like wrapped around it is he friendly he isn't actually oh, but most of them are yeah. but see the smaller ones he's actually quite small people are like that snake's huge and i was like he's a male and he's small and they're a bit cranky yeah but the larger females they're so placid you can just pick them up when they're like laying around really? in the sun outside yeah um because i've heard if there's a python or in byron when there's a python around it's a good sign because it means no mice or rats right yeah well i still do get some mice and rats but um but they're a great animal to have around i love them <sighs> You seem like such an animal queen. Like yeah. you, you love animals and a bit obsessed. My dream was if I wasn't a, wasn't an actor, my dream was to move to the jungle and just study animals and live with the <sighs> orangutans. It's all I wanted to do. Like Jane Goodall, almost when she did it with the gorillas. Just live there and just have that my whole life. Just study them. So the way you are with that, I am with orca whales. I'm obsessed with orca whales. I shit you not. My dream is to. There's a place in British Columbia, uh, and you can kayak in the wild with orcas oh really yeah it's on my bucket list it's fucking scary because that imagine that dorsal fin like (laughs) you're like you could eat me right now if you wanted yeah and you are the apex predator like you would you win against a great white shark and i want to go in the wild with you yeah i've never heard a human in the wild really have you seen the doco Blackfish? I talk about it way too yes, much. Yes, yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. I, I, in Hawaii, actually, I had a, I swam with the wild sharks. Oh, do you, the yep. reef sharks? Yep, all the, all of them. There was great whites, reef sharks, everything. What? Yeah, they do free diving there in Hawaii, and you can swim with the sharks. Holy! Did you feel safe? No, <laughs> nah, I'm not a shark person. Man, but I, I loved it. Did you? I loved it. It was amazing. I didn't feel safe like some of them, like the way they looked at me, I was like a little bit sketchy on, but it was a really thrilling experience because I'm an adrenaline junkie. I think that's yeah. why I do what I do, why I'm yeah. an actor. Yeah, yeah, totally. We get thrown into, you know, we get thrown into the hot seat time and time again. Yeah. So. <laughs> Big time. And is, so is Byron home for you? or Because like sometimes you and I cross paths in Los Angeles. Yeah, so Byron is now home for me, but I do travel a lot. So yeah. it just depends on work, what my vibe is, what yeah. I'm needing at that yeah. period in time. So spend, I'll probably go back over the next year for a while, depending on jobs. Yeah. Because um, there's Australian, a few Australian jobs going at the moment as well. So it just, I like to bounce around. It's yeah, you, you, to me, you are that kind of gypsy-esque life where you're just like, I go where my heart's called to go yeah. or where there's the right alignment for me. Definitely. I kind of, yeah, can't sit still. Um, mm. Always moving. Oh, I can sit still, but I prefer, you know, I just prefer it. It's just fun. It's exciting. It's 
nice to travel different places and to to bounce around. I always gain more inspiration where, on, in every time I go somewhere new. So yeah, so good. All right, failure. This is called feels if okay. I could just chat to you because like we could do a we could just chat like catching up because that's what it feels like right now. And I'm so pumped that you're emceeing Wonderlust because that means I get to hang with you again in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, have there been, I imagine having this creative career where, you you know, as an actor, you're as a model, as an actor um, and being creative, but then yeah. also being passionate about wellness and finding that. I imagine you've had like setbacks or failures or lessons, whatever you want to call them. 100%. I was actually thinking on this when um, you told me the theme for the podcast and I was like, you know, our failures are what make us grow and then what make us better. And I could talk about the, like as an actor, you know, we go for a thousand jobs and we get told no to like 999 of them, you know. So there is that failure oh. as well. So that's a really hard part of it. And I wanted to talk about three actually, which is a failure in career, a yeah. failure in um, like in a hobby and in my in my physical world and then in my mental world as well, yeah. which I thought could be more interesting rather than just talking about work the whole time. Oh, man, I love it. Take it away. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, you know, as an actor, you it's it's so hard at times because you do all this work and even just for one audition, sometimes you can get 20, 30 pages worth of lines. And yeah. even if you think you're right for the role, but the thing is it's always out of your control. So yeah. you don't know what they're looking for and what or um, if they want someone with this colour hair or this. But, you know, every time you go into the room, you're kind of like putting yourself on the line. Yeah. And time and time again you get told no. And it's like the little ones, they don't really – seem to hurt as much but then sometimes you get like right to the end like like I test-stealed I test-stealed for um uh Transformers and Cinderella actually oh, and they yes. flew me all the way to London for you the last because you tried the dress on for Cinderella dress I've seen the hair photos. the dress everything so I got to experience oh. like I got the fake mice I got the hair I got the Cinderella dress you know so that getting that far how like, long was that process from initial audition to getting that close? It was like initial audition, a callback audition, then you get a thing called a test deal, which is where they like put you on a contract like you've got the movie and they do that to whoever else they're test dealing. Yeah. And then when you go for the the test deal, who you all sign the contract before you go into the last audition and then whichever girl they want to get it, give it to, they'll sign their side of the contract. Oh, my God. It's an interesting process. So the ones like that where, you know, I got to experience it and, like, who wouldn't want to play Cinderella? Things like that, they hurt. They're the ones, like, that's when you feel like you're, like, why am I doing this? Like, is this really what I want to do and things like that. And it's just, like, you have to look at it from a time and time again when these things happen to me. And I've been in the test deal situation maybe six times. A lot of times. And, um... You know, it does hurt and most of the time I'm pretty resilient because I've always been pretty resilient. But then there's been these like two cracks where I'm just like, I'm done. Like I'm I can't. It's hard. I mean, Cinderella would be the dream, too. I mean, that movie also was absolutely incredible. Yeah. And I so and I and it suits you knowing you. It suits your whole ethos too. Yeah. It's like a it's a dreamy girl. Yeah. Like it actually fits Izzy. Yeah. And so I can get I can understand that. So what ha- so how did the process so you've signed this hair steel thing you go there you try the dress on you've got the mice you so is that like a final kind of audition yeah and they um they actually shot that too they filmed it on real movie cameras like oh, other test deals you just yeah. like even american television when i've test dealed for that like you'll just go in and you don't wear the costumes and things like that but because it was you know a fantasy movie they wanted to see me what i would look like and yeah. blah 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 and yeah so you do the 
some they'll always film it and then in American television you can have a panel of like I had a panel of 30 people in front of me for my oh, test deal once. It's a lot of people with Dude, that's heaps. And yeah. I mean and if the Cinderella one I imagine like massive crew. Yeah, but it was really intimate still. They ha- we yeah. had about, you know, 10 people there, but it's more nerve-wracking. Like that was an experience like the you know, it was a beautiful experience like flying to London and doing all of that. Like th- those things really lift me up. Like mm. that it's just that it's all those it's just all those moments when um yeah, when you put your life on the line, like you mm. feel like you're putting your heart on the line. Mm. And because it's an art, so you go into that room and you do like the best audition, you could do the best audition you've ever done in your life and you literally feel like you gave a part of yourself mm. to them. Totally. And then when you don't get it, it's like, but like you know, because you just gave everything. But How do not- they not give it to you? So like do you go out of the room and they tell you on the spot? Is it like, or You, you like- always have to wait. How, like how and long? sometimes I, for a test deal before I've had to wait like two weeks and that's like slow oh, torture. Far and, out. Yeah, it's like you can't do anything because you you've signed the test deal paper so you can't be going to other auditions. You right? can't go for other auditions. You can't do this. You can't travel. Like within humans, I got offered, like I got told I got the job, but then they didn't tell me when we were going to start or when we were going to fly because I had to wait for my visa to come through. So I was on this red line. They were like, you've got the job if your visa comes through. So I was like stuck in Los Angeles, I couldn't travel, couldn't do anything, like, in renting a room, just, like, just, I felt like I was, like, just living on the line, and then I was, like, you know, it really started to get to me, just that being stagnant, and just waiting, and waiting, and waiting. stuck feeling. So, I was, like, I'm going to Vegas, I'm going to see the Grand Canyon, I get to Vegas, it's, like, young girl goes goes to Vegas, gets on this tour bus, Vegas was, I was in this, like, hotel, and I got there, and it was, like, casino cigarettes, like, Mm. I think I'm the only person that's been to Vegas and not put money in a focus machine. And drank heaps of booze. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the Grand Canyon and I get a call. Oh, your visas come through. We want you in Hawaii tomorrow. <gasps> and I was like, no. Oh my God. So it's like, I had to go back to LA, pack up my whole, like, I'd been there for two months, pack up that whole room within like 12 hours and fly out the next day. And then I was in Hawaii. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. So when you don't get a job, what does your manager call you and they're like, that one didn't come through? Poor agents, yeah, because I feel like, um, yeah, your manager or your agent, depending, in America it's often your manager. Or, um, yeah, they call you and they'll just let you know that you weren't right for the role or that it didn't come through and, you know, it's often not because of the way you acted. Sometimes it is mm. if you did a bad audition, but they can just want something totally different. Yeah, totally. Do you ever get... Um, do you ever get negative feedback? Usually, no, they don't often give negative feedback. Mm. They usually won't say anything or mm. they'll just give you some positive feedback. But, you know, in America you hardly ever get feedback because there's just so much going on there mm. all the time. But it is great when you get feedback. But you also don't know who's giving you the feedback in America because there's, like, a casting associate then there's, like, 10 people on the desk. Mm. So you don't know who's actually yeah. giving the calls. If they're just getting a call from my agent and just saying something because they want to get my agent off their back, you never know because yeah. it's such a big world yeah. over there. And when you see it like that, you're like, I don't even know. Far out. Mate, that's great. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> I love learning all this stuff. I, I I find that world just so fascinating. A lot of people do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you just generally like every because I like I was saying, I follow you, I'm like, fuck, she's got another thing happening or she's in Hawaii. Like, you just, it always seems like there's something bubbling for you. 
Yeah, you know? yeah, there is. If there, well, I'm I'm very grateful that there is, and it's also because I'm a bit of a go getter. Like I'm yeah, a bit you of. Are. I don't. I like if if at times you know I do get stagnant and I do get disheartened, but I'm someone that's like you know this is my life. I yeah. am responsible for my actions. Yeah. I'm going to sit in the driver's seat of my life. Yeah. And, you know, that was something I had to learn too. Yes, we've got some friends waiting for an elevator outside if people can hear background noise. It's just a bit of the beautiful humans at Cafnu <laughs> who are letting us do our potty here. But um, sorry, I cut you off there. Do you remember what you were saying? Yeah, um, just, you know, being in like being in the driver's seat to my life. And that's what made me get into health and wellness, to yeah. tell you the truth. So it was this point where I I needed something to lift me up when I wasn't acting. Yeah. And I I, I was in the trailer. On, it happened when I was in Puberty Blues, actually. I was in the trailer and I could just my emotions were just all over the shop. I was a teenager. Like I was maybe 17, 18 when we did mm. that show. And I remember turning up at work and I just didn't feel right. I just hadn't been feeling right. And I was in the trailer and I sat down on the floor with my diary. I was trying not to cry all day, but for no reason I couldn't particularly put my fingers on. Mm. And I was like, this is a moment, Izzy, where you choose. Mm. You choose something to get, like, you choose. I don't even, it was just, I knew from that moment that I had to choose something. I had to choose to focus on something. And that's what led me to health and wellness and led me to eating health food. And then Mm. health food just turned into, like, being obsessed with, like, studying, reading all the books, like reading the uh, the Chinese medicine books and reading, you know, all the um, sports dietitian yeah. books and just getting super into it. And then yeah. it went to like movement and then it went to yoga and mindfulness. And it just, what I like to say about health and wellness is it makes you feel alive and it makes you feel so good. And it's like once you get, once you start to do those practices, they really do transform your life. Yeah, it's empowering, hey? Yeah. <sighs> Oh, my goodness. Okay, so we're going to run out of time. I can feel this because we're just such you, – your stories are incredible. So so that was your career failure. Yeah. Then – My, like, hobby kind of – Yeah. I wanted to talk about, you know, because I'm, I've always been really into exercise yeah. and into all of that. You're and, a runner too, aren't you? Yeah. So I'm a runner and when my – I had a very uh, crazy injury hip experience last year, which is a whole other podcast. Mm. Um, but – you know, I've always been into sports and all of that. And, you know, if anyone out there is an athlete, they know what it's like. You know, you sign up for races and you're so excited to do it. But I've failed in that aspect too. For instance, I signed up for to do an Ironman in September. Oh and I God. was so keen to do it. But yeah. my body just yeah. – I trained and I trained and I started to get inflamed. Yeah. Um, it wasn't right for me at that time. Yeah. It wasn't right for me at that time. And, you know – you can do an Ironman. You can do anything you want to mm. do. That's what people have to remember. You can. But at that time, it wasn't right. And it's so hard to, like, you know, tell yourself you're going to do mm. something but also let yourself off the hook to tell yourself it's okay not to. Yeah. And, like, failures like that, like having to pull out of sporting events. Totally. Due to injury at last minute. Yeah. It's like. And you put all this blood, sweat and tears into the training and you've looked after your body with diet all yeah. in the lead up yeah. the months in advance, especially for an Ironman because you've got to be able to do so many different things. Yeah, like I was out on, like, a three-hour-long ride and I just came home and then I just, I wasn't feeling good. And that's my, that's my red flag for everything. Yeah. If all of a sudden I start not to feel good, I'm just like, because I, you know, I have this, I eat all this beautiful food and I try and look after myself in other Mm. ways. But if something makes me not feel good, I have to look at myself as a whole and say, where am I out of balance? So, you know, but that was, that really hurt to let go of. Mm. It was like, 
people I told that I was doing the Ironman, myself that I told, like it was just like I tripped on that for like three days. Three days is pretty good in the big scheme of things. Like I know (laughs) I would have been like beating myself up for fucking ages. So three days because you've always been very like spiritually I think in tune with yourself I feel. Yeah, yeah, and I get over things very fast actually. Like three days was like massive for me. Like I like to – do you know out there, like out when I say I'm pointing to the kitchen part of Caffeine, when we came in, you, me and Biet were hanging and talking and she was like, you're so Vata and you are Vata. But when I hear you talk and you're like, and then I compete and then blah, 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 you're also Pitta. Yeah. Would you say in Ayurvedic yeah, medicine yeah. there's these three doshas, so it's Vata, Pitta, Kapha. and say yeah, Vata, Pitta, yeah. You're Vata, Pitta for sure. I feel like I'm mainly Pitta but sometimes I can go a bit Vata-y but I'm generally like, but you're speaking Peter to me, mm-hmm. don't you reckon? Yeah, I think Little so. Little go-getter. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, totally digress. I generally go off um, track. But I get how like a sporting event or something that you're really passionate about, it brings you, I could always tell with you and I can always tell with exercise with you, it brings you joy. It fills your cup. You feel like you're nourishing yourself. It probably clears the mind. Yeah, it does everything. I just love the way it makes me feel. But I feel like the thing that ticks me the most about you know, things like that, is I'm only against myself. Yeah. Where in my other, like in acting when I have had failures and, uh, well, when I haven't got jobs, there's so much else in the picture. Mm. I don't actually know why. Like there's a lot of variables. Yeah. But when it's just me against myself and like when I told myself, you know, but – my first priority is always my body and my health. So I love it, and you make your own nut butters, and you show everyone all the all the organic ingredients. I do the weirdest. I love. I'm I gonna love get a um, Byron Bay um, list from you because I'm gonna be there next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a oh, beautiful place. I can't wait. All the good goodness and the foodie stuff. So I'm actually really pumped uh, about the next. Yeah, uh, the mental health side. I'm real. I'm so into. Me too. So I am incredibly passionate about mental health, and um, so I struggled throughout those years a lot. Um, you know, starting moving out of home very young, yeah. starting to work in film and television, just like with my mental health, like a lot of different, and it just stuck around for a long time with body image issues, yeah. perfectionism, and all of those sorts of things and, you know, healing from that. At first I did see a psychologist um, and then and then healing from that, it's like a, when you uh, – I think the key is seeing it from the bigger picture mm. and I started to really – that's when I started to really shift things like my health had always just been about like food and, and um, like what can I eat and how can I move mm. and my mind with yoga too. But until I had a personal experience where my mental health went down the drain – I didn't realise how, like, important that is. It's the king, right? It is the king. Yeah. It is like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's everything, yeah. you know. And working on that, I learned so much about myself and I grew so much and it's just like with that, like with your mental health, when you get yourself out of a hole mm. and you start to work on your mental health, like if you have um, an issue and you start to get through that and work with someone, you're always going to have setbacks and you're yeah, always going to, like, I remember that was the hardest thing, like, you know, I had two or three failures during this period and just being able to say like that like that may, you know, we can use the word failure, but to me they aren't never fa- failures. Nah, they're, they're, they're lessons, and they're you life. Grow, like, grow so much. You become stronger. You become a better version of yourself. Tells you learn tenacity, strength. Yeah. To- they all taught me so much about myself and like 
every single time I learned more practices to make me the, per- the person that I want to become. So I, my king is to always ask why. Like mm. why, why am I doing this? Why does this make me happy? Like who do I want to be? Where do I want to yeah. go? What are my goals? And, you know, something that I really – and what are my values and my qualities? Like what yeah. do I want people to say about me? Yeah. So that's what really drives everything for me now. Like, do I want to? Do I want people to say I'm this girl? Like, how how do I want people to see me? Because then that gives me something to aim for. It gets yeah. gives me something to work towards becoming yeah. better rather than being goal orientated. That's just in your career because you can work on your career. Of course, visualize it. Like, it is such a big part of your life. But I think a lot of people forget to define their qualities as well. Yeah, and your values, like Quarters you said. Values. Yeah, yeah, totally. Is this what spurred you on to study the eating psychology? Yes. Yeah. So eating psychology, I wanted to study coming up, like being in the industry for so long mm. and just like just getting affected by just being just such a young girl and starting yeah. to model and just, you know, that's what made me want to study eating psychology. And it really opened my eyes to, to more than um, – to more than just what I thought it was going to open my mm. eyes to because it works with the body as a whole and it taught me so much about, you know, if people think that I have this food issue, this is like if people have binge eating, overeating, but the yeah. thing is it's telling you to look deeper somewhere else. Yeah, totally. So it's you fixate you fixate yeah. on that, but that's not what it is. So yeah. we have to look at the body as a whole and we have to find the, you know, the little um, – the little things that are missing in certain parts, the things that we can fill out, like in acupuncture, you know how they get your, they tap into your body and yeah. they rebalance your energy. Yeah. I like to think of the body like that. And, you know, if someone's struggling with an eating habit or body image issues, we have to look at everything. Totally. And in acupuncture, they'll often put like a, a needle in like a weird meridian that's linked to some other organ or part of the body. And I think you've hit the nail on the head. It's all interconnected. 100%. Yeah. And the mind, I always say to people, people are like, oh, can you come and talk about health? You're a nutritionist. I'm like, can we talk about the mind? Because it's number and, one. And, yeah. If, if I, I can tell you every diet under the sun, we can talk for yonks about that. But until this, the, I'm pointing to my head and touching my head, so this, until the mind and the emotion and your spiritual health, until that's happy days, you're not going to last. Like you, you'll do something for maybe five, seven, ten days if you're lucky. And then that's when the binging can come in or that's when, you know, you're just like, oh, fuck it, I'll, I'll start. And everyone says to me, like, oh, I just put the detox off till after that thing or after that thing. It's like, and it's not about um, needing to detox or anything. Like even no. today, you're on a, a juice cleanse. To me, I love cleansing. Like I love it. To me, it's honouring my body. And yeah. it's like, because I love the way you described like getting nutrition in. That's me. Like yeah. I'm like, how much nutrition can I get into this meal? Oh, yeah, that's what I think to myself. Yeah. Like what can I put in this that's going to make me feel amazing? Like yeah. that's how I like to think. And I love that people can call it like health nerd or you're really obsessed with your health and I'm like, yeah, it's a value that it's important to me and 100%. I'm okay with that. I'm okay know? with that too. Yeah. Like I'm going to bed at 8.30 and I'm cool with that. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. You know, like I, I like to own it too because – yeah, because it's just it's like once you, if once people try it, like get into this, it's great. It's beautiful. And it brings this sense of, and I can feel it in speaking to you, it brings a sense of grounding. I think when you're doing it because it feels good to nourish every part of you, you just feel really clear about where you're going and what you're doing. And 
that's powerful for someone like you. You walk into an audition, you're clear. Yeah, and you're in the driver's seat. Like your yeah. life's not happening for you. You're yeah. making life. You're yeah. visualising. You're working. You're actively choosing, I want to oh. eat this meal because it's good for my body, not because you feel like someone told you to eat a kale salad, where it's never like that. When yeah. It's just like my body would really like this. That's why I want to eat it. Do you feel, and this is a bit off topic, but it's, I think you're going to love it. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like there's healing in being around animals as well? Oh, man. Yeah. You hear me started on nature and yeah. animals. I'm like the biggest nature nerd. I can't help but hug trees when I see yeah, them now. Yeah, yeah, I hug trees too. I never used to be like that. And when I got on my healing journey, when yeah. all of this started, yeah. I just like this divine connection to nature and I practice grounding and um you know recharge like by literally laying on the grass and just laying there till I feel myself recharged and rebalancing my energy like I imagine um like light going through my energy and connecting masculine and feminine and like I like to do things like that yeah man but animals are just oh I'm an animal freak me too like and I've seen you do you have horse are there horses on your farm yeah (gasps) I reckon horses can read your heart yeah don't horses you are magic, yeah. What are your horses Everyth- called? Everything, George and Leo. <laughs> <laughs> Everything, they're rescue horses. Like, Amazing. All animals are magic. Like my, f- see, I used to really be into like the dogs and the cats and things, but mm. since living on a farm and like living in Byron Bay, I'm more obsessed with like the little things now, like the birds and like the lizards yeah. and like the everywhere I go I just <laughs> see things and like, I just love it. it. Makes me so happy. I remember one day you were, I think you were in the grass and you were just filming this little snake getting closer and closer to you, yeah. like at, at eye level. Like you must yeah. have been laying opposite him and he's just like sussing you, you're love sussing it. him. And I was like, I was showing my boyfriend, I was like, I love animals, but that is neck level. Yeah. Like the whole rep- <laughs> reptiles, I'm yeah. like, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> my mum and my uncle have little houses on the farm too, yeah. just down from me. Yeah. And it's like if they see an animal or a snake, they like, Izzy, guess what? There's a snake because they just know how much you it's love excited. it. It's like running out there, no matter what I'm doing, like running down the paddock, like, where's the snake? <laughs> Trying to find it. There's a doco you're going to love. It's called This Way of Life. It's about a horse whisperer that lives off the land and he talks. In the, interview, in the trailer, they go, What do you do for a living? And he goes, What do you mean? I live for a living. You're going to lose your shit. Oh, I'll send you the trailer. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. right up. All filmed in New Zealand. Oh, cool. So beautiful. But, yeah, and do you know the word biophilia? Yeah. Yeah, healing power of Mother Nature. That's like you. You're like Gaia, man. You're just like (laughs) Mother Nature. But you've got, I feel like you've got all the elements in you. Like I feel like, yeah, you could have fire when you need it and you've got this beautiful like watery, like flowy, like hippie goddess going on. Yeah, man. But then you're grounded and you're clear, you know, and then I'm sure you can have, like, the creative and manifesting side of you can be quite airy, you know, like you've got to be able to dream. Oh, yeah, I've got the airy side, that's for sure. But I know how to ground myself. But I actually like to live in that sometimes because it's fun. Yes. Well, as as an actor, I think you need to have that ability. I like to play. Like, now I know, like, my levels. I like to, like, play with them, you know. Oh, totally. So good. So where, and this isn't, I don't ask everyone this, but just because you're Izzy and I feel like I've known you for a while. Mm Mm-hmm. Where like where will I see Izzy in five years time? <laughs> oh, are you turning a page because it's no, in your book? No, I'm just when I get weird, I try and touch things. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Um, oh, I don't. Where will you see me? Yeah. 
<laughs> That's such an in- – I feel like it's such a personal question. I don't know if it's I want so to reveal personal. it. You don't have to. But will it be in nature? Will you be in nature? Do you think you'll be in Australia? Do you think you'll be – I'll definitely be all over the world for the next yeah. little while. Yeah. Um, health and wellness, I'll be doing some big things in the health and wellness industry, yeah. that's for sure, and also in um, my art as well. Totally. Yeah, so I can't get too specific, but I do have um, a little little world planned out in my mind. I feel like <laughs> you've got a book. I feel like you've got a book in you. I've, I've got, got a book. No yeah. way, because I've started writing a book, Yeah, actually. man. I'm yeah. just trying to... Trying to um, Get someone on board at the moment. I'm just, any publishers out there listening to this? Hello, right? Um, <laughs> I'll put. We'll put you. We'll connect. <laughs> um, yeah, I do. I've got a lot in me that it needs to come out. Yeah, I can feel it. I can. Um, yeah, I can feel. I can't believe how fast this goes, dude. Have we been here for how long? Like I said, I'll get you. I know we've got to get you out. We've got to get you out. I could, I could talk go all day. I have to evolve too one day. I could talk too. all week, mate. You blow me away. You're such a you're you're this like beautiful gypsy goddess, but you you're on this mission, and I love that. <laughs> I'm serious. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I get to hang with you more because we're doing Wonderlust Festival yes. together tomorrow and in Melbourne in two weeks. Yeah, so I'm gonna try and get the two Wonderlust eps out, the couple of Wonderlust eps out before the Melbourne one. So hopefully people will hear this soon. Epic. Big love. Um, you're amazing. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, Chica. That's a wrap on another episode of Fearlessly Failing. As always, thank you to our guests. And let's continue the conversation on Instagram. I'm at Yummo Lollaberry. This potty, my word for podcast, is available on all streaming platforms. I'd love it if you could subscribe, rate and comment. And of course, spread the love. Spread the love.